0: Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike the intern, Ned Reynolds back in the studio on a Monday morning. So first question I want to ask you, sir, is you big Taylor Swift fan now? <laughs> Honestly, Mike, couldn't care less. Yeah, me neither. But uh, everyone seemed to have a good time watching the fact that Taylor Swift was there. Uh, I had a better time watching my Kansas City Chiefs beat the Bears 41-10. to What a great performance from the Chiefs. Well, it wasn't unexpected, of course. Chicago
1: is in total disarray, and the Chiefs are simply a better team than the Bears. Chicago has Justin Fields, and he is a good QB. He would play for any team, including the Chiefs. He could be a very good QB with them. But... His offensive line, his defensive line, the surrounding team, which brings up the point it is a team game. It is not one individual. And the Bears do not have those individuals. They're in disarray, have no receivers. I don't know how many passes that Justin Fields threw that were broken up. Now, that's partially testimony to Kansas City's defensive backs, but his receivers couldn't get free. You know, what kind of patterns they were trying to run. Meanwhile, Patrick is. Twenty-four of thirty-three for two hundred and seventy-two yards and three touchdowns. And by measure of comparison, here's the difference in the team. A difference in the entire makeup of the team. Mahomes has twenty-four completions. And here is Justin Fields with eleven. Yeah. Eleven completions. I mean he couldn't he couldn't get a moment to breathe in the backfield. The defense is all over him. Uh, 456 yards to 203. That's all Chicago could muster is 203 yards. They just are not in the same league, obviously, as the Kansas City Chiefs. The only real footnote to the game was the injury that Patrick Mahomes suffered. The defensive lineman toward the end of the first half rolled up on apparently his ankle. The way, honestly, my perception of it was it looked like his knee was hurt because he was grabbing his knee, but that evidently was just a way of bending over and relaxing a little bit or trying to. I don't think it's a very serious injury. He came back and played a little bit in the second half before uh, Gabbard came in and relieved him, but nonetheless, you're always taking your chance when you're out there. It's a game of attrition. Everybody knows that, but this was a good one for the uh, the Chiefs. It helped to instill
0: some confidence in that the New York Jets coming up next week. Yeah, and uh, they looked uh, a little iffy against the Patriots, Now that was the noon game. They didn't look good at all. No, and Zach Wilson, complete trash as a quarterback. Uh, Speaking of trash quarterbacks, I did start Justin Fields yesterday on my fantasy team, 0-2, and he got me a big 11 points. So (laughs) even though I started uh, Mosert from Miami, he got me 45 points. Kenny Walker got 30 Hell, the kicker from Buffalo got me 15 points. I still might lose this game because Justin Fields is trash. So I might go into uh, week 4 You have the kicker on a team that scores 70. And how many points did you get out of him? 30? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, I have the ba- bass from Buffalo. They didn't score 70. They scored, like, 37. I, think. I had a Mozart, the running back from yeah. Miami, score oh, scored oh, 45. Oh, oh, oh it's Miami who yeah, you got yeah, your He scored a ton. Tyreek scored a ton. Tua scored a ton. And, hell, and that's with Waddle out. Miami's looking a little yeah, dangerous. Well, kicker so.
1: scored 37. Well, he didn't 30, 37 himself, so, but that's how many Buffalo had. And the way
0: I know that specifically is I've lost my wager on that. Ah. Uh, <laughs> going <laughs> to ask you but uh, if you're going to bring it up that's cool. I, I uh, thought again the D looked really good um, you know even even without Nick Bolton being in there again it was against the Bears and they're going to get tested again against the Jets but really the true test is going to come beginning in November when we face those Dolphins in Miami. I think it's, that's it's her, in Germany.
1: Well it's in Germany. Frankfurt for Germany. Uh, but the interesting the way the schedules work because last year you might remember the Chiefs had the more difficult portion at the start of the year. Now they're having it at the end of the year. It it's it's still not, nothing's decided yet. But I still think Kansas City is a pretty good football team, if not the best.
0: And I don't know about you, but I uh, am pretty excited to the fact that I won't have to watch any uh, national interviews with Coach Prime anymore after the Buffaloes <laughs> got their butts kicked on Saturday. Everyone talking about how he's the greatest coach of all time, and then uh, oh hey, guess what? Reality check, buddy. You're not. That one, and, and you knew this was going to happen, too. And they play Southern Cal this week.
1: You know, Colorado could give them a, a good fight for a while. Arizona State, a really weak team, scored a lot against the Southern Cal. Southern Cal won the game. And the game is in at Fol- uh, Folsom Stadium in Boulder, Colorado, so it may be a different story, but I'm going to talk about Prime and his comments and the comments of another coach just a second. What else do we have on there? A little baseball
0: coming yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I just wanted to make that joke first because uh, that was on my mind. But, of course, uh, we had high hopes for the Springfield Cardinals to uh, continue on into the postseason, but that all came to an end in Game 3 against Arkansas. It would. They would have continued
1: playing yesterday afternoon here in town, obviously. That did not happen. The Arizona, uh, no, Arizona, the Arkansas Travelers put an end to the season fourteen to one on Friday night. That was the second loss in a best of three series. But I, I do like the way the Springfield Cardinals played in the second half. Had some young talent. Uh, unfortunately for them, some of that talent got sent up to Memphis. That's going to happen. It's very fluid in the minor leagues, as you, as you know. But nonetheless, I thought a, a good performance all year long, entertaining performance. And uh, I'm, I'm going to miss uh, the fact that they're going for the winter and back next spring again. And the fact is that in the final game, the first of the playoff games, they drew almost 3,000 folks, and that's not on the season ticket plan. I did like that. I thought it was a good reaction from the Springfield public. Hope it continues.
0: Yeah, and I think uh, going forward, their team is looking pretty good.
1: Now, I'm always always interested, and have done this for many years, to see how the also-rans play at the end of the year. Cardinals, not playing very well. Kansas City, Royals, oh my goodness. Cardinals uh, got, well, Drew Rahm, who is one of the kids they got from the Baltimore Orioles in that trade for Flaherty, got shelled yesterday by the San Diego Padres, who are playing for nothing. They're they're out of it. 12-2, San Diego got the win. Kansas City went into Houston to play the reigning world champions. Kansas City had 102 losses. They still have 102. Kansas City swept the Astros in Houston. They have just been miserable, the Astros, all season long. Now, what does that tell you? Number one, that Houston probably mentally is not ready to play. They should be because they're on the cusp of not making the playoffs now. And secondly, it tells me that the Royals team is young, doesn't give a blast what they're doing. They're relaxed, they're free, and they're going to get better next year.
0: Yeah, as long as they can keep that momentum into next year. And you're right. That makes all the difference in the world when a team is just relaxed and they're playing together and they don't care about numbers, games lost, attendance, checks. They're just having fun and they know that this is coming to an end. You get what the Royals have really kind of been on for the last couple weeks. I think they're playing well. Hell yeah, they are. All right, so let's talk about uh, the local college football teams. You had the MSU Bears back in town on Saturday. It was great to see photos of Art back up in the booth doing the uh, play-by-play. And I know you were doing the play-by-play across the street in the parking lot before the game even started. I warmed
1: up better than Ben <laughs> <Fenton> Haynes did. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had a good time. Uh, you knew the game was over on the first series of plays in the first quarter. Nobody scored in that. There's where I knew the game was over. The Bears got the ball to start out with and turned it over on the first play. Fumble, recovery, Utah Tech did nothing. Second series. After a punt, Bears fumbled on the first play. What on earth is this? And actually was a pass that was incomplete. Well, actually it was completed, but fumbled. And Utah Tech recovered that. Did nothing. Said to the guys with me, this is 0 for 2 on turnovers. They're toast. And sure enough, they were. The Bears put it to them. 59 to 14, Utah Tech. Is making the, the, they're a new Division One team. They've been around now for about three or four years as D1, former D2 and a former junior college. But they've made the commitment. They've made the commitment to go big time, 1A. Now, they're nowhere near that yet. They've got to really build their talent level. They have some talented players on the team, but they're not very good. And they're having to play most of their games on the road. That's the way the schedule works. When you're a newcomer, you're going to pay the dues. Next week... This Utah Tech team goes to Fort Collins and Ooh. plays Colorado State. That's the team that played Colorado uh, Coach Prime's team to double overtime. Oh, 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 what's going to happen in this one? Anyway, Bears played well, 59-14. to 14. Quarterback, uh, the Jacob Clark kid, did very well. Huge completion record. Uh, over 600 yards of total offense against a team that isn't very good. A team that is also good is Evangel. The Valor remained undefeated. It was not without a struggle. They beat Ottawa 27-21, to still undefeated. Southwest Baptist went down to Texas, to Stephenville, Texas, to play Tarleton State. <clears throat> now you say, who's Tarleton State? They're in the same conference with Utah Tech. They're a Division I AA team. And Southwest Baptist, while losing, did a pretty good fight. 27-13 was the final. Missouri holds off Memphis, 34-27 to 27, up at the Dome of the Americas. They had 45,000 folks on hand, combination of Memphis and Tigers fans. But that's a good win for Missouri. They're still undefeated, have Vanderbilt coming up. Then they have the rest of the schedule.
0: Oh, oh. We'll see what happens. Yeah, and that's uh, that's a scary, scary look. But wait, go back to the uh, MSU Bears um, going into that game. Uh, defense kind of a concern, but looks like uh, defense held their own. Defense played very well.
1: The receivers, Utah Tech's quarterback's pretty good, but he couldn't find his receivers. They were covered Completely, and the Bears knocked away a number of passes. I was very impressed with the D backs. Very impressed.
0: So, uh, we could talk about, you know, the Miami Denver game and how, you know, Miami could have arguably gone for a record and had the most points scored in the game ever. Uh, last time it was done was what, 66 Bears, but they didn't do that. They stopped, and, and everyone was like, oh, yeah, great job, great job. Chiefs kind of, I felt let then didn't, they didn't, didn't let but it, didn't let they took their foot off they, the they, they they didn't yeah they didn't put a full court press on the bears to kind of allow I don't want to say allow but uh, the bears score and thank god they at least got me some points on my fantasy team so in that in that the reason I bring this up is that those are really good is, is situations of sportsmanship I think on a professional scene you don't always see that though sometimes
1: you do not a couple of coaches uh, came to light and this is on the college level Coach Prime, keep in mind that Coach Prime is hired by the University of Colorado to do exactly what he's doing, and that's called attention to their program, And he has a good team. They're not great, but he has a good team. And he made the comment, and I do like this, he said, you better get us while you can because this is as bad as we're ever going to be. Okay, that's a good challenge to the rest of what will be the, they're in the Big 12 next year with KU and K-State and, all those schools. Okay. That's a good challenge for them and a good challenge for other coaches. Better get us while you can. That, that doesn't bother me. Ryan Day at Ohio State did bother me. His team gets a win on the last play of the game. The gun sounded as the kid went in for a three yard touchdown. But does Ryan Day concentrate on that? No. He talks about comments that were made by Lou Holtz on television a couple days before about how Ohio State maybe be playing a little soft on defense. Ryan, I'm going to challenge uh, uh, Coach Holson. uh, uh, Ryan, Ryan, what difference does that make? The man's entitled to his own opinion, and you're responding to it? It's exactly what he wants. You uh, use your head. Say, hey, we won the game. Whatever somebody else said doesn't bother us. Sticks and stones, gang, that's the old expression. I was very disappointed in this coach. He's got to
0: grow up a little bit. Yeah, well, hey, at least you got your bets right this weekend, Ned. (laughs) Got plenty of sports to talk about tomorrow. See you then.